Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mikey, uh, this transmission is coming live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Kind of getting a little delay there. Go ahead. Go 
I'm hearing the same, same thing. thing. A little, a little bit, bit of delay on Blog Talk Radio tonight. tonight. We're going to try, try to get through, through that, that a little bit. bit. Let's see if we can clear yep. up. Is that a little bit better? That's much better. All right. We've got, uh, you know, Blog Talk's funny like that. You'll come in, you'll get ready for your show, they won't send you any email, then all of a sudden the switchboard is different, there's a new way to connect. It's, it's just uh, uh, that's the way to go. Look, we do want to pay tribute, uh, all honor, all prayers, all respect, much love to the city of Boston, the cities of Waco uh, and Boston, both uh, tragedies, uh, both. It seems like the Boston story is obviously getting a little more uh, media attention uh, right now, and, and it sounds like they've got the guy, or at least who they tell us is the guy, who they think is the guy. But uh, that song, man, that, that song, uh, that, that should be a trivia question in its own right. Matter of fact, we're going to give away a premium subscription to Dynasty League Football for the first person in the chat room who can tell us the name and the artist of that song. I'll be looking for it in the chat room. Mike, this is Red vs. Blue. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, Scott. You know, it's been kind of a uh, different week uh, just watching everything that's uh, happened uh, with uh, society and uh, and with what's going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just continue to uh, move forward, and uh, that's what we got to do, and uh, that's what everybody that's what everybody wants us to do, and uh, doing good, man. Well, it's good to hear from you. This is the Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football Show. A special guest tonight, Jules McClain of Fantasy Freaking Football, Mike. Very honored uh, to, to hear from Jules tonight. I just love hearing her talk, love picking her brain about what she thinks uh, in, the, uh, in the fantasy season, both redraft and dynasty. Um, even draft match. We'll, we'll do it all uh, with Jules tonight. We do have some premium league, uh, premium subscriptions to give away from Dynasty League football tonight, so that's going to be it. And then Dominic LaFerriere from the Fantasy QB shipping up to Boston. I'm shipping up to Boston is actually the correct answer, but we'll give it to you, man. I'm shipping up to Boston, the Dropkick Murphys. Uh, everybody knows that song from uh, a certain movie. There's a certain movie that I'm shipping up to Boston made, uh, you know, it was kind of the flagship uh, song on that movie, Mike. Do you know which movie I'm talking about? I have no idea. Hey. Yeah, Michael Bronte in the chat room. Uh, He's the first one to nail it and pick the standard, The Departed. That's right. Great movie, great flick. Been a long time since I've seen that. Uh, Mike, this is the uh, again the Red versus Blue show. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Jules McLean will be joining us. We are streaming live from our Indianapolis studios. Uh, this show brought to you by Rockstar Recovery Energy Plus Hydration. Only ten calories per serving. That's tonight, Mike. And uh, I tell you, this uh, this this new thing is working out really well for us. If you remember our sponsor from a couple of weeks ago, B Two Sigs, Your Life Version Two Point Upgrade to Smoke Free Vapor. It's uh, working out for me, Mike. I'm, I'm definitely cutting back, and that's uh, that's a big deal. Well, it's good. I mean, you know, it, it makes a big difference in everyone. Uh, my father passed away from uh, uh, emphysema, and uh, I encourage anyone and everyone to uh, cut back and uh, cut off. I do have uh, some draft slots we're going to announce tonight for the first ever Dynasty World Championship, Dynasty Football World Championship. Uh, we have... 120 of those spots we're going to release tonight. We have two more leagues to go, but we are going to release those tonight, and that will be a, uh, a very coveted part of the of the show tonight. We're going to kind of stream those in throughout the evening. As we talk to Jules and Interact, Mike, we're going to get right to it, though, with the news uh, that you can't uh, can't afford to lose here. The uh, 
that there's a lot of uh, goings on and happenings in the NFL. You uh, you've got Terrell Owens saying that he wants to make his comeback to the Bears now. Uh, is this going to happen for Terrell Owens? Yes or no? No. I mean, why, why would you why would you think any different? I mean, I mean Terrell Owens, uh, he's tried different stuff and different uh, angles. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to buy it. I'm, or I know it's not a buy and sell. Uh, segment of the show, but there's no way I'm going to take uh I'm not going to listen to that. LaShawn McCoy news, uh, Chip Kelly's running backs averaged 39 rushes per game uh, final season at Oregon. What do you think that means for McCoy and his counterpart, uh, Bryce Brown? What do you think? I think uh, I think LaShawn McCoy has a big chance to show himself there. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind uh, he's got He's going to have the opportunity with Owens, and uh, and Owens is going to give him that opportunity. And uh, McCoy, I mean, I think he'll be just fine. I, I I really see him outshining Bryce Brown with no problem at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, look, Andy Reid, final season, he handed off to the running backs just 20 times per game. LaShawn McCoy is just scraping the surface. Do not sleep on this kid. And especially in a Chip Kelly offense, I don't care. He's going to need the timeshare to stay fresh as he continues to uh, get his wear and uh, tear in the NFL. LaShawn McCoy is somebody that is being sleeped on. Watch for him in your dynasty drafts. He, he should not be slipping. And watch for him in the redraft, mind. LaShawn McCoy is still a guy that has that number one potential because of all those receptions. Another guy that we like this year on Red versus Blue, Jamal Charles. Uh, we feel that people are sleeping on this kid. funny. Are you still with me, Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. I just heard a, heard a little more feedback there. Uh, look, Jamal Charles is another another uh, running back that we feel uh, is a uh, undervalued running back, and the reception count could set his personal best in receptions. That would be big for fantasy purposes, Mike. Where do you have LaShawn McCoy? Is he in the top five for you, or do you have him more closer to the top ten? Uh, LaShawn McCoy, I have him right around the top ten uh, because there's so many uh, younger guys that, you know, they've improved and uh, they're moving up there. But, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, he's going to be – I mean, he's going to be right there. It just depends on uh, something that – it's going to be a late-time decision for me because – of his PPR and what he's going to be, what what he's going to get done uh, out of the backfield. Jamal Charles had 45 receptions in 2010. I look for him to absolute crush that number uh, with Andy Reid in, in 2013. I mean, does anybody else believe in any of the backup running backs on uh, on the Chiefs? Uh, there's not a lot to, to really scare me, and Jamal Charles should get a nice workload if he can stay healthy with Alex Smith. I put Jamal Charles. Back into my top five, he goes. He goes back into the top five along with McCoy. You got to remember the PPR is a um, is, is a definite. Look, we've got a, a nice chat room tonight. We appreciate you guys being here. We're gonna have Jules McLean from FantasyFreakingFootball.com. If you haven't checked out that site, go ahead and go over there right now. Uh, we're gonna talk to her about what she has going on. And Mike, what do you got going on this week? A little golf action? Did you enjoy your uh, enjoy your Masters action, or what happened, man? Well, you know, I don't have a whole lot going on this weekend because uh, the weather has been so beautiful on uh, Monday through Thursday, and then once uh, Friday hits, then it's cold. So, uh, basically, I got a little bit of baseball. Uh, I got a whole lot of baseball going on. Uh, just 
just uh, doing the, my fantasy baseball teams. I mean, it's it's just constant over and over and over again every day, and uh, just uh, just having fun with it. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, what, I'm, as far as the Masters goes, real quick, I'm not going to touch on. I just know that you love golf, and uh, as far as the Masters goes, I'm a, I'm a kind of a last. I, I kind of tune in and see what's going on, like throughout Thursday, Friday. I'll, I'll look at the scores, see what Tiger's doing, see who's up at the leaderboard. Really, all I care about is what Tiger is. Is Tiger doing all right? You know, or or is he is he uh, you know imploding, or has he got something going on this year? I kind of tune in, and then on Sunday. I do. I kind of enjoy sitting back on Sunday. I take the kids to the park, you know, or do something like that, and then, and then come back and uh, really sit down and enjoy the Masters for about, you know, a good couple of hours there at the end, man. I just want to see that how they handle that back nine, those leaders in that back nine. I kind of, I really enjoy that part of it. Sure, sure, absolutely, man. I, you know, I, I've been, I've been at that golf course. I've never played it, but I've, I've been at that golf course. I've walked it, and. Uh, it, it can be very intimidating and very difficult come Sunday because it just seems like there's there's a, a, an aura about it. There's something different that comes over to these guys, and that's why I thought I really thought Cabrera was going to win because he can handle that. He's just a old school type of. He's just a fat forty three year old grandfather, and he loves it. I want to give a shout out to the crew here. One of some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football are in this chat room every single Friday night. We have kind of a new time going right now, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're, we're, we're thinking about moving this time. I want, to, I want to get the feedback from the crew. But basically, look, our waivers are going to be going through at the Fantasy Football World Championships, at Roto Bowl, the Dynasty World Championships. They're going to be going through at 9 o'clock on Fridays and Wednesdays. They're going to be going through at 9 o'clock. So why not have the show at 9, be able to talk about the waivers as they're coming in and be able to talk about those, maybe even go a little bit longer. But we feel that that's a, a pretty good time for us, and so we're thinking about moving to the 9 o'clock time. Plus, it's a little easier. I mean, look, I'm getting older. You're getting older. You're not getting younger, Mike. And, you know, the guests getting a well, guest. It would help on But I want to give a shout-out to the crew. Lots of big names. Blitzers, Code Cracker, Fantasy QB, Hip Paddle, Ground and Pound. We know who that is. Invictus Standard, Nick Z, Fan of Menace. Smokey's Doghouse is in the chat room. She is here, fellas. Uh, we did have some big announcements, guys, uh, in the – Fantasy Football World Championship this week. There's a lot going on. We're going to talk about the Week 12, five weeks later in the show. But, look, the FFWC, we announced the uh, league payoff, the biggest in the industry. I don't want to harp on it. You can look at the numbers for yourself. But it's a $12,500 per league payout. It took us a lot of work to get there. And this is a restructuring, uh, so to speak, for the future, for the Fantasy Football World Championships and FF Toolbox. We felt that the – prize structure, at least I did, and then the team did as well. The, the prize structure was weighted too heavily in the championship round, and if we're going to grow, and we're going to grow smart, let's move the money when we can now. And while we're young, it's still our, only our second year, let's move it to the less risk guaranteed you know, area of the league prizes. That's what the players wanted, and we were able to do it. And then from now on, we don't have to touch those league prizes, guys. We're so far ahead of the competition. I mean, it's, yeah, that's what you play for, right? You play to win your league. That's the only thing you really have control over. Everybody wants a lottery ticket. I understand that. You want the lottery ticket to the big prize, and I want you to win it, too. I mean, it's $150,000, a little bit stepped down from the $200,000. Uh, there's some other ones out there. The FFPC at two fifty. You've got the NFFC doing their 100 or 150 or whatever they're doing. So it's, um, there's lots of options out there. But we wanted to get the league prizes right, and so we got them right. $10,000 you can win in your league if you dominate. Best record, most points. 
you automatically get the 10K after 13 weeks if you have best record and most points. And that's what's most important in the high-stakes world. Look, I've been playing it for 10 years. You want to be able to make a return on investment in those main event leagues. It's very hard, and I, and I talk to a lot of players, Wayne Ellis and all, the, all the, Mike Santos, all the guys that play in a lot of leagues. These guys, uh, it's very hard to make a return on investment in the main event format. And we're not doing this for entertainment value. I mean, there's a couple, you know, a little bit of money for entertainment value, sure. Usually the other drafts give us the entertainment. The main event is kind of the creme de la creme. That's when you get together, you go out to Vegas. Now, this, this blog talk radio, man, it's got to go. But, look, the, uh, the World Championship, we did a lot of work with it. We're very proud of it. Go check out the numbers. You do the research. Ask any questions you want. We're always here to help you. And, uh, man, we're just pretty pumped, Mike. It's going to be fun. Did I lose, Mike? No, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good things going on. Uh, when's the uh, like when the draft? I mean, I can't wait for the draft. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be normal time, man. Every year it happens. It happens at, in that uh, opening opening night game, and it's a big one. Uh, Baltimore travels to Denver. I don't know how Denver pulls this off. We're going to bring in Jules McLean to find out because. Jules, I see you in the chat room. I see you in the switchboard. How in the world does Denver get the opening game at home against the world champions? By the way, welcome, Jules McLean. Thank you. Isn't that a great opening game? I mean, that's a statement game. Denver is going to make a statement. They should welcome that. I'm, I'm sure they do. I don't think what anybody's if, complaining in Denver about that game. What if Flacco is wanting to make the statement? He's the world champ, and he doesn't get to play at home. Doesn't, doesn't the Super Bowl champs usually get the home game? I mean, there has to be a – a conflict or something. Is that what I read? The Orioles have a conflict? They couldn't get it settled? or what? I don't I don't understand. Yeah, it is the Orioles. They wouldn't move their game. I don't know how they're doing. I don't follow baseball anymore. I'm retired from that sport. Good. But I, I, I don't know. If they're in the cellar, that kind of seems silly to not move your game. But, you know, they did all right last year. So, well, welcome you know, back to prerogative. Jules, we love having you on. You're the 44th fantasy player in the world based on the High Stakes Global Player Index. That's a mouthful. Uh, Animal Catholic's been working on that for several years, and it keeps refining it year after year. And, and it does a pretty good job of reflecting. You know, when you look at it, you see names that at least you recognize. And I think it could still be better. There's always arguments about how you can do it. But, look, number 44, I would argue you're closer to four. But at least it's, uh, it's you're up there, and you're, you're definitely one of the best players in the world, and it's nice to see you up there. So what's going on at Fantasy Freaking Football? Let's tell, tell us all what's going on over there. Oh, you know, we have a little downtime. I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. Talked to my tech guy last week. We're going to give the the site a little facelift. Starting to work on my projections. Going to give a call out to my partner, Garrett, see what we can do for podcasts. You know, just slowly easing into the season. Oh, I, I love the way your voice sounds on those podcasts. It comes across so nice and clear. I wish we had that at Blog Talk Radio, but we don't. So, uh, you remember Mike, though, right? Have you, have you guys met? Did you guys meet in Vegas this year? I don't think we met in Vegas, and if we did, I apologize, but I, I do know Mike. How you doing, Jules? I'm doing great. I'm a golf fan, too. I, I, I just Good caught too. a little bit of it. Were you on Adam Scott or any of the leaders? Uh, actually, I was rooting for uh, Cabrera, believe it or not. Ah, okay. I was rooting yeah, for the Aussies. I, I, like I like the old guy with the big gut. <laughs> oh, no, what? Hey, no no complaint there. But my money was on the Aussies, so I was rooting for them. Yeah, he did, he did great. Adam Scott uh, or the other one, I mean, either one, I mean, they did they did great. It was a, it was a great tournament. Did you uh, I thought it was a real good one. 
Jules, did you hear they asked him to be on The Bachelor and he turned them down? Wait, what was that? And, yeah, they asked Adam Scott to be on The Bachelor. They thought, you know, because he's not married, and but uh, he 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 respectfully declined because he is back with his uh, on again, off again girlfriend. So. Yeah, I'm sure she was calling the minute that he sunk that putt. Yeah, <laughs> 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 on the phone right away, going, uh, well, let me, uh, let me rethink this. Right, honey. <laughs> Yeah, before, but before we get to the, uh, the the Jules McClain interview here, we are going to release some of the uh, the draft picks in the first ever Dynasty Football World Championship. I got the draft picks right here. Aaron helped me. Uh, we used a deck of cards. We randomized all the names. If you had multiple teams, you were randomized into separate groups. The 12 teams are as follows. These are the 12 picks. Bill Lester, Dave Osrani, Eric Mach. Freddie Hall and Garrett McFadden, Curtis Hunkis, Mike E., Nicholas Zapponi, Norman Cruz, Patrick Corain, and Tim Connolly. Those are your 12 picks. Can I say something about your 12 picks? Just because if people are going, oh, boom, bad. I won a startup dynasty league a couple years ago from the 12 hole, and I took Jimmy Graham first. And that was in a PPR league, not no one and a half for tight ends. So don't fear the 12 spot, folks. That's a good lead in, Jules. I like it. I think there is a little bit of disappointment when people hear 12, but that 13 pick is yours. You're getting two of the top 13, mm-hmm. whereas one pick getting two of the top 24. So I do think there's a little bit of overvaluing that goes on with the one pick. So 12 picks, don't despair. Jules just gave you a little hope. I want to talk about that Jimmy Graham. Uh, you were always high on it. I always remembered watching your drafts. And, you know, that's what we do in high stakes. We watch what the pros do or what the better players have, you know, that have experienced some success. And when we see somebody draft somebody, like we saw you draft Jimmy Graham, and we and I, and I think we even saw you draft him higher than that in uh, FFPC format. And we saw you take Jimmy Graham, and everybody's like, whoa, wait a minute. What are we we got to relook at this kid. She's taking him as the number one tight end, and she's taking him – way ahead of running backs and wide receivers. So you saw something in Jimmy Graham, and so talk about that and then maybe what is out there for this year. A lot of names, a lot of people are talking about Jordan Cameron. Yeah, but here's the thing about Jordan Cameron. Um, yes, he is athletic and stuff. The Jimmy Graham is just in a really good system. He has a great quarterback, a very up-tempo offense. You can't really say that about Cleveland. Brandon Whedon, Drew Brees. Come on, there, there's zero comparison. They're, they're opening the door to kick Brandon Whedon out, by the way. He'll probably have to start by default this year, but no way is he back as the quarterback next year. Well, who's so, going to be then, uh, Jules? I mean, if it's not going to be Whedon, I mean, I mean, they, they don't have McCoy. They, they don't have anybody else. I mean, well, I mean, the, well, I mean, they'll draft a quarterback this year. Yeah. They're, they're going to draft the quarterback this year? Oh, yeah. What quarterback might that be? I have zero idea. <laughs> I, I imagine it would be a quarterback probably in the um, second or third round. Yeah, there you go. E.J. Manuel maybe maybe in the I love team. him. Yeah. Well, we'll see if uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, it is interesting. You just brought up a good point. You're looking at the quarterback when you're when you're evaluating the tight ends. And so I, I decided to like, let's take a look at the at the tight ends and who were throwing them who were throwing them the ball. It was Jason Witten at one, so that's Romo, right? 
Yeah. Uh, Tony Gonzalez uh, is Matt Ryan. Jimmy Graham, you said, Drew Brees. Keith Miller was up there at number four last year, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. And then you had Rob Gronkowski at fifth, uh, and that's uh, <laughs> that's Tom Brady. So, yeah, you're right. It's absolutely elite quarterbacks are powered the elite tight end. Now, number six is interesting because it's Brandon Myers from last year at Oakland. Yeah, but they're, they're, and I, that makes sense, too, because Carson Palmer is a shell of what he was. So, yeah, he's going to um, dump down. And he also had wide receivers that couldn't stay healthy. Jacoby Ford, not healthy all year. Denarius Moore, not healthy all year. Yeah. What, do you think, uh, what do you think about Carson Palmer's uh, chances in Arizona? Uh, I, I don't know about Carson Palmer's chances, per se, but I like Larry Fitzgerald a lot. Larry Fitzgerald was one of our busts of the year. We had two of them. Miles Austin was the other one. Nailed right. Larry Fitzgerald. But this year, I actually really like him because Carson Palmer, he just has to get kind of close to Larry Fitzgerald. Fitz will go up and grab it, and he can make the all-important yak, yard after catch. Yep, the yak. Get the yak done. That's I like right. the yak. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, when you look at where Larry Fitzgerald is going, he's being drafted uh, currently as the 14th wide receiver off the board. When would we ever think we would see that? As you know, the uh, the average draft position has him at four seven. Can you imagine getting Larry Fitzgerald at four seven after the likes of Vincent Jackson and Michael Crabtree? I mean, what? This is really really strange. But he'll, yeah, I agree with you. Carson Palmer is going to help him tremendously. I like the other wide receivers there too. I think you're going to see a big development in Michael Floyd. I, yep. I love Andre Roberts. I think what he'll be able to yep. do is, is, is uh, punish those all. And, look, the run game is still terrible. Men and Hall, Ryan Williams, that offensive line, it's going to be Carson Palmer to these wide receivers. And then don't sleep on Rob Housler. He could be a little sleeper tight end. So. I agree. I like Rob Housler, too. Yeah, special guest is Jules McLean tonight. This is this is exciting, Jules. We've always we've wanted to have you on here for a while. We just uh, – this is a good time to do it because it's a big crowd tonight for Dynasty, uh, the Dynasty World Championship. So everybody in the chat room, make sure you're checking out Fantasy Freaking Football after the show or during the show right now. Go ahead and check out the site. Great podcast uh, and information that you can sign up to. We want to talk about Ray Rice tonight too, Jules. Ray Rice is a, a very interesting – in an interesting situation because of the emergence of this, what I think is just a Dynasty stud waiting to happen in Bernard Pierce. Talk about – that situation, anything you have to say about those guys and what what you should be doing as a uh, Ray Rice dynasty owner, perhaps, uh, when you're in a redraft and you're getting ready to draft Ray Rice? I still like Ray Rice. I love the addition of Bernard Pierce because he can lessen Rice's workload. Ray Rice, what is he, 26? He's 26. Yeah. He's got at least four good years left in him. And if you can mix in some Bernard Pierce, Plus, Ray Rice gets it done in PPR leagues through the air. I, you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a full RBBC like like some people say. You know, he was he was number one running back in 2011. Last year, he dropped to the number six running back. All right. Mhm. You know, come on. I'll still take Ray Rice. Yeah, I think I, you know, I totally agree with that, Jules. I mean, there, there's a uh, you know. Ray Rice is going to be fine. His age, his, uh, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield is unbelievable. Uh, it's not – his situation and Frank Gore's situation is totally different because it's it's age and just, you know, uh, different guys waiting in the wings. But 
I, I really uh, and truly believe that uh, Ray Rice is going to be uh, he's going to be there for you know two three more years. Now, don't get me wrong here, Bernard Pierce. I mean, he's uh, I mean he's right there and ready, but uh, it's going to be Ray Rice's game. Yeah, as long as he doesn't fumble. The fumbles in the playoffs were a little disheartening. Yeah. So we don't yeah. want to see that in the regular season because then he will lose a substantial amount of carries. Well, and and, and if he starts fumbling, he's going to lose a lot of substantial points to a lot of fantasy owners that, that want him, you know, if it's uh, first and goal from the four or the three. you know. Right. Why would you give it to him if he's going to fumble? Right. Exactly. Very interesting about Ray Rice and Bernard Pierce. Ray Rice had 250 carries, averaged 4.4 yards a carry. Bernard Pierce had 108 carries. That's a magic number there, 100, at 4.93, averaging about a half a yard more per carry. Now, that could be situational in game time. You know, and, he had, and, he had, and, he had some, uh, and he had some nice runs, but he is a nice back, and, and people really like what they see in this kid. And, and I've heard Baltimore writers – uh, say that they think this is the future of the Baltimore franchise, and so you, and you're sitting on a back like Ray Rice. That's very hard to say. I'm sure it is because Rice is the franchise, but they're 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 talking about Bernard Pierce having a significant well, role. You know, Scott, uh, I, I mean, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I mean, I can understand uh, if some of those people are saying that if Ray Rice was 30, 31 years old, but I can't understand those beat writers or whoever you heard that from saying that because. I mean, Ray Rice is a young guy, and he's still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, he is. He's, he is 26 years old. Uh, his average draft position is RB number eight at the nine pick. You're getting Ray Rice right now at nine. Because of this running back by committee, people are taking Charles and Lynch and Spiller before this guy. And I'll tell you what, I would take LaShawn McCoy over Ray Rice right now, but uh, that's a that's another show. Uh, we're going to release the 11 picks, so Joel, just hang on for just a second. We're going to re- release the 11 picks in the Dynasty Football World Championship, another 10 leagues or 10, uh, 10 spots here for the 11 pick. Here we go. Art Richardson, Kirk Webb, Dave Brown, Jason Fosselman, Katie Robbins. Oh, some competition, Joel. Nathan Mizell, Nicholas Pappas, Philip Popo, Stephen Bond, and Todd Ullman. Those are your 11 picks. What do you think about the 11 picks, Jules? I mean, it's close to number 12. I like the back of the draft. Yeah. It it doesn't scare me. And I still think you can get, you know, you can go wide receiver, wide receiver. You can go running back, running back. I would probably go, I don't know what I'd do, actually. I'd need to think it out a little bit more clearly. But I would definitely be a youth movement for me at the back of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 11 is that spot. I like 10 and 11 in drafts. I seem to really excel there because what you can do is you can kind of game your guys to the right of you. Because, you know, you're looking at what they need, and you go ahead and take it now, and it kind of snipes them. And because right. you know that they need a wide receiver, so you need you need a wide receiver and a running back. Well, you go ahead and take your wide receiver. Gives you that strategy in the draft that, that you don't get from the 5 and the 6 and the 4 and the 7, those areas. You, you have to kind of game it. And then – the, the, the turn, the turn is even a different strategy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you got to make sure you don't get caught in a, you know, in a run that happens at the front of the draft, and then you're left short. It, 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 it has a lot of nuances. I'll say that much. Yeah. I still like Jules, it. 
Jules McLean is our, our guest tonight. Uh, fantasy freaking football and the uh, number 44th player in the world based on the High Stakes Global Player Index. And very likely in a very tight race for the number one female fantasy player in the world. That's pretty cool. Hey, isn't that cool just to say it here? I mean, number one female fantasy player in the world, what does that feel like, man? That's, that's just crazy. Alyssa, I take sex out of the equation, so everybody else can talk about female versus male or whatever. It's just, it's just, I just gauge myself against other fantasy players. You're a player. You're a player, Jules. It, it, it doesn't well, matter. isn't that the truth? People know that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. Where to draft a QB is the next subject for Jules McClain. Uh, the quarterback draft, uh, the class is a very deep uh, stock this year in redraft and in dynasty. When you're talking about the uh, ninth quarterback being Russell Wilson, 10th Robert Griffin, 11th Andrew Luck, 12th Tony Romo, 13th Eli Manning, Vic Roth, Flacco, it's so deep this year. So tell me, do you, do you, what, do you, what do you do with this quarterback position? Because it's obviously falling in value. The first quarterback's not going off the board to the third round, 3-1 at Aaron Rodgers. And the rest of them are all kind of clumped in there together. It depends on the scoring system. If it's four points per passing touchdown, I'm going to wait a couple extra rounds. But if it's six points, I might push the pedal in the second or third round. Hmm. There's only a couple of guys, yeah, a couple of guys that, that really challenge those those touchdowns, those passing touchdowns, Rodgers and Breeze and Manning and Brady. You want to get one of those guys, right? In a six-point-per-touchdown league, you probably are uh, you're, you're spinning a, an early pick on one. Absolutely. In a, standard, in a standard scoring format, are you are you going out and grabbing a guy like that, or are you just you're, are you waiting like me? I mean, I sit there and wait all day, and I don't – I mean, look, yeah. Max Stafford is the eighth quarterback off the board. Russell Wilson at nine, I think either of those guys could be number one this year. I don't think either of them could be number one. But I still prefer a Drew Brees, a Peyton Manning right now. I mean, I'm doing a 12-team four points per passing draft right now, and and I I got Peyton Manning at the beginning of the fifth round. I I thought that was good value. I'm not going to pass that up. That is good value. Oh, you well, have. you also have to understand, uh, you know, the, the schedule was just released, and uh, we'll we'll go through that here in a bit. But uh, you have to you have to understand what kind of uh, what kind of schedule, what kind of defenses are they going to be uh, going up against? Uh, right now, um, I can see Breeze and Manning, but you know, I could also wait and wait and wait for uh, you know for a guy like uh, uh, Tony Romo or Eli Manning. Elon Manning wouldn't be bad. I mean, let's face it, every year he just seems to put up stats that are unreal. I want to correct you, though, Jules. I, I, I really want you to consider. I just I'm not correct you. I would like to challenge your uh, your research and your study. I want you to get back to me. There's a there's an article over at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Those are our uh, friends for the Dynasty game. And it's an article called Russell Mania. And you were there. You watched <laughs> Yeah, it was right before WrestleMania. It's called WrestleMania. And, uh, look, this kid, uh, what a great first year. We all saw what he could do in his first year. But, you know, after the bye weeks, they had, you know, bye weeks ran until week 11. So when you take all the bye weeks down and you say, okay, that's quarterback from weeks 12 to 17, uh, number one quarterback was Cam Newton at 28 points a game. Number two, edging out Drew Brees and Romo and Brady and Rodgers was Russell Wilson. 
What do yeah. Cam Newton and Russell Wilson have in common? Ooh. I'll tell you. They do it with their legs. How many oh. rushing touchdowns did Russell Wilson have last year? And will he have the same this year with the addition of better receivers? Hmm. Well, you had one game where he had three touchdowns against the Bills. I remember that. Well, you um, think he's going to do that again in a game? I mean, no, if Pete Carroll's but, smart, he's not going to let his quarterback run that much. Yeah, he's got to keep him upright if he wants to get into the playoffs. No Russell Wilson, no playoffs. I'll tell you that much right now. Boy, he's good, though. He's I so love good. him. I love Russell Wilson, but. Yep, he's good. Such great touch on that ball, man. And then now he's got Harbin, and uh, who knows, maybe the emergence of the tight end. Maybe Zach Miller gets an emergency. He started to look good there in the playoffs, remember? I mean, that's yeah. a kid. You know, you might sleep on a Zach Miller, but maybe it just took him a while to kind of get the whole team thing down. And, and now they're starting to. You know, to... It, it would be fun, uh, uh, Scott. Uh, it would it would be fun to try Colin Kaepernick and uh, Russell Wilson from the, the beginning of 2013 for the next three years see what happens because I think Russell Wilson and I mean he has a ton of ability. It'd be fun, Jules Scott, just to track and see what happens between Kaepernick and Wilson. Yeah, Cap versus Wilson for yeah. three years. I don't know who I put my money on. I, I actually I like them both. I would love yeah. to build my dynasty roster around either one of those guys. So, Jules, if we get that league going, I uh, just remember that. I, I, I would take either of those guys. I would build comfortably around either one of them. So. That's good to know because then I'll take them and snicker them for you. Uh, oh. right. can, I pimp, can I pimp that at Fantasy Freaking Football? We started one dynasty league, and I hope this isn't yep. stepping on your, your contest because your contest no, is cool. No. But ours are more like private. I kind of run it private. But we're doing a second dynasty league. Scott's going to be in it. And right. <laughs> so if anybody's interested, it's 250 a year, PPR, 12 team. Email me at jules at fantasyfreakinfootball.com, F-R-E-A-K-I-N. No G on that freaking. That's right. Yeah, man, you're going you're gonna to get the best minds in this thing? Oh, man, I might have to. All right. We're gonna, we're we gonna already know the... who you like. That's right. They do. We're going to release the 10 picks real quick. I got them right here. So everybody in the Dynasty Football World Championship, we should have had a little sound effect or something, you know. Uh the number 10 picks, here you are in the Dynasty Football World Championship, the next Dynasty King or Queen, Andreas Bryson, Brian Harwood and Russell Walton, the team of Brian Harwood and Russell Walton, Clayton Keown, David Strand, Matthew Austin, Michael Bernard, Norman Cruz shows up again, Paul Turner, Tim Collette, and Wendell Barra. Those are your 10 picks. All right, back to the uh, live interview with Jules McClain. We talked about the QB. We're going to talk about running backs. Who's the top running back on Jules McClain draft board right now? We understand it's going to change, Jules, so you're not really giving us anything away. I mean, it's a long way to September, but if you're drafting right now, if Adrian Peterson is your number one running back, which I'm just assuming he is, he may not be, who's your your next best running back after that? He was my breakout player of the year last year, and I normally don't name a running back as my breakout player, let alone a rookie. I mean, that's stepping out on a limb that's a little flimsy in my book, Mm -hmm. especially when my reputation's at stake. But he delivered last year, Doug Martin, and he's number two right now in my rankings. Mm. What a year. 319 carries, 1,400 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, and... 
50 or 49 receptions. That's the key in P, uh, the PPR, the high stakes formats. The kid just does it all. The muscle hamster. Mikey, what, do you, what about you? Where do you have a? You got Doug Martin up there. You got him ahead of guys like Foster and and Spiller and you got him that high. It, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very hard to not have him that high. The reason I say that is because uh, going into this year uh, or going into last year, Freeman was expected to be all that. I mean, Josh Freeman was expected to be the guy. And, uh, you know, it might be a little bit of garbage time or, you know, Martin was going to be able to do what he needed to do. But as the year went along, it became Martin's team. It became Doug Martin's team. And Josh Freeman kind of took a little little bit of a back seat. I mean, you guys got to admit that. I mean, it just became Doug Martin. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't see anything changing. I see Doug Martin uh, continuing to be the guy. Everybody remembers probably where you were the day you watched him roll up 250 yards and four touchdowns on the Raiders, averaging 10 yards per carry. That was just absolutely insane. And uh, I was on was, the moon. I was so excited. That's where I was. Oh, five fantasy points on that day. Uh, he either beat you or he won the game for you, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't think I saw anybody lose with Doug Martin. And everybody that had him just uh, had a field day, 70-yarder, 67-yarder, like a 50-yarder. It was um, – he's got it all. And I remember that uh, there was a lot of discussion, if you remember last year, Jules, about the top running back. They said it was Trent Richardson, and that was a, a group of Martin, Wilson, and another guy. You remember who that other guy was? No, because I'm brain dead right now. Who was that? Lamar Miller. And now he's going to get his shot. That was the – all the all the talk before the uh, the draft was who knows who that next best running back is going to be. And some said it was Lamar Miller. Some said it was Doug Morrow. It was kind of a, 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 a an equal split between those three guys. And Lamar Miller was the forgotten man on draft day. And now, all of a sudden, he's supposed to be getting a shot. And they deal away Reggie Bush. And now, all of a sudden, Lamar Miller is the talk of Dynasty. People are uh, getting a mint for this kid right now in Dynasty. So, he will be very interesting to see where he goes in these uh in these drafts coming up. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if he has he if he has the goods. So where are we going? Dynasty. Alright, we're gonna do we're gonna have to do more okay, let's do them. Let's do them. Dynasty picks. That's uh, they tell me to do dynasty picks. I'm gonna do dynasty picks. Number nine. Nines. Anybody know anything significant about the number nine? What is number nine? Number nine. What is that? Isn't there a movie called number nine, Mike? What is what is it number is it a nine. Song? Number nine Jim Harbaugh was number nine, wasn't he? No, no, that was uh, Jim McMahon. Is it a song? Is there, there's a Beatles? Is it a Clockwork Orange? Is that what it is? Or what? I can't remember. All right. Uh, number nine. Here you go. Betty Brannon. Or Bet, Betty Brannon. Chris Van Son. Dieter Jansen. Grant Vicks. Marcy Christie Franklin. Mike Mattingly and Jeff. Paul Fioretti. Robert Stats, Ryan Foley, and Wayne Trombley. Those are your nine picks. Those are your nine picks. All right, Jules, back to the interview with Jules McClain from FantasyFreakingFootball.com. I love that name. It's a good name. Garrett thought of that. Did that it? wasn't me. Hey, you're giving props to Garrett. Way to go, Garrett. Who's the sleeper running back? If, if Doug Martin was your sleeper last year, <laughs> you panned out, and you don't like the name, and that's okay. We're not going to hold you to it. But if you just had to throw a name out there just to say, you know what, as of 
April. <laughs> Here's a sleeper running back for you. That is so hard because we don't even know where they're drafted. If I could yeah. just see where the draft was, if you ask me that next Friday and I mm-hmm. see where somebody landed, well, yeah, yeah, by Friday we'd know the second round. It's because it's, it's a matter of opportunity, too. No mm-hmm. way was Doug Martin going to be held back by LeGarrette Blunt. So, I mean, that was, you know, there was one big clue right there. Um, one, Jonathan Franklin, let's give it up to the West Coast guy. Ooh. Running back from UCLA. Keep an eye well, on where he lands. There's a lot of talk about Jonathan Franklin right now. He is he's definitely um getting a little bit of buzz, you know, for those for those guys that are owning that four or five pick and they're trying to decide do you want to take the wide receiver there? Do you want to take, you know, a Tavon Austin or a Corderell Patterson, or do you want to just kinda of dig a little deeper on those running backs? And that's uh that's gonna be an interesting pick. I like that. I like that kid. Uh by the way, Blitzers. Blitzers, my man, Beatles song. That was the trivia question. I was kind of, I was trying to trick you guys. Nobody wanted to answer. Number nine. So, uh, Blitzers, congratulations. A DLF subscription for you, a premium 2013 subscription. Make sure you send your information to Scott at FFToolbox.com after the show. Who won the other prize early in the show? Who won the other prize? Oh, that was uh, Dominic, Fantasy QB. Email me your information, Scott at FFToolbox.com. You guys have both won DLF.com premium subscriptions, and we're going to keep the trivia going here as the show goes on. Uh, Jules, let's talk about what's that? I said, speaking of trivia, I got one ready for you, Scott, whenever you're ready. Oh, good. Good deal. All right. Jules, who's your top wide receiver? Let's go to wide receivers. After Calvin Johnson, right? Everybody kind of has Calvin number one, right? You do too, right? Mm hmm. Calvin. 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 So who's the top wide receiver after Calvin Johnson uh, that you think is up there? There's a lot of big names up there, Green, Julio, Marshall, lots of names up there, but who's your number two? I wish he had a slightly better quarterback, and I'd be really confident with them with him, but he is a beast, A.J. Green. Yeah, yep. I love yeah, me totally some A.J. Agree. Green. I totally Just, agree, Joel. He's like Larry Fitzgerald. Just get the ball near him, and he'll go get it. Let me ask you a question then. In a dynasty draft, who do you put more value on, A.J. Green or Calvin Johnson? There's a big age difference there. It's a huge age difference. I think you can take Calvin Johnson and still build around and get some youth in a couple rounds later. So I would still take Calvin Johnson in a in a dynasty league draft. What about you, Mike? A.J. Green or Calvin Johnson? Randall Cobb. Ha. <laughs> You Kentucky bias, man. Kentucky bias. No, 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 you ask me, in a dynasty draft, if I, if I'm looking long term, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going after this kid, Randall Cobb. Absolutely, dude. AJ Green is 24 years of age. 97 catches last year. Randall Cobb, okay, he's good. 80 catches, but AJ Green, 97. Man, Randall catches. Cobb is in a consistent system. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you've got a good point there. But he like still has to contend with, you know, there's a Jordy Nelson there, there's a there's a James Jones there. I mean, they, they, you know, there's there's still some. Ain't nobody fighting A.J. Green for the ball, really. There's no fault with A.J. Green. I mean, not at all. But if I'm going to build my team around somebody, I'm going to do it with, uh, right now, I would, I would probably do it around uh, Randall Cobb or uh, A.J. Green, either one. I mean, they're good. Yeah. 
Well, they're both they are both good players. I I, I tend to think that you know with with what Cobb did. Look, he only had ten rushes last year. I thought they would kind of use him more in those types of roles, but they like kind of like a Percy Harvin, but they didn't, and that's okay. He still gets kind of the the West Welker action, the short route, the Percy Harvin short route stuff, and he goes up the field. He's averaging 11.9 yards uh, per reception. That's not bad. But when A.J. Green's catching 97 balls and averaging 14 yards, you know, it's kind of hard for him to get uh, in a catapult over A.J. Green. So what about Des Bryant, Jules? Real quick before we go, Des, is it, is it just the mental issues for him? Because if you look at talent alone, I don't think anybody can hold a candle to him. Now, he is one of the most talented wide receivers. When he came out of college, um, Garrett actually named him his breakout player of the year. And now that didn't work out, but in his write-up, he said he's the most talented wide receiver uh, to come out of college um, and hit the NFL since he likened him to Randy Moss. And that's, that's very, very, very close. Um, and unfortunately, they're both head cases. But I, I love Des Bryant. I do too. You know what? I, I got a butt in here as a Cowboy fan. I love Des Bryant. I mean, he has all the he has all the tools available to him, and uh, you know, I mean, he, he's able to have Jason Witten to help him out. You know, being underneath, and uh, so this could be a big year. It's gonna it's gonna rely on the offensive protection that uh, Romo gets. And uh, Romo connecting with uh, Des Bryant, uh, Jason Wooden. The more Jason Wooden gets, the more Des Bryant gets. That's all there is to it. That's true. I like that, Mike. Yep. We're in a little bit of a giveaway theme. So before we get to the eight picks, Mike, go ahead and give them your trivia because the chat room is kind of excited about these giveaways right now. We've had two winners in the chat room already, Blitzers and Fantasy QB. We're looking for a third winner. So everybody get on your keyboards. Everybody get your hands on the keyboard. Okay, ready? First answer in the chat room. You can Google your answer if you want. Well, I don't know, Jules. Should they, Google, should, they, should they be able to Google their answer or do they got to know it? Well, no, they're okay. going to have to Google it. And you know, even if we say don't Google it, oh, the, you know the, these guys are going to Google it. No offense, Chance, but you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to Google it, and that's okay. That's uh, all right. Yeah, and that's just the way it works. Uh, but the question is, it's, I guess it's the quickest. That Googles. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the question is: the Chicago Bears. Oh, I can I, I can hear them googling right now. <laughs> Chicago Bears. Their all-time leading quarterback as far as yards passing is who? All-time total yards career or all on on that team on the Bears on team. That team. In a season or or lifetime? Career. In a, life, uh, in oh, a lifetime. Bears career on that team. All right. The first answer, Code Cracker, Mike Ditka. The second answer, Brothers Mayhem, Jim Harbaugh. The third answer. Jim Harbaugh was third. Code Cracker says Sid Luckman. <laughs> He's a winner. Yeah. No way. No way. Really? Yep. He's Sid. a winner. <laughs> Guess who's number two? I don't know. Jay Cutler. Yeah. No, that's shocking. That should have been the question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. You know, I thought you were going to come out with this uh, kind of question like this. Okay, uh, what's, was, what was my favorite number when I was 12, you know? They can't Google that, you know? <laughs> that, 
that's the kind of the Sid trivia Luckman, that it is. Sid Luckman uh, uh, for the Bears uh, was number one with four, over 14,000 yards. Uh, Jay Cutler is presently two. Jim Harbaugh, three. Jim McMahon, four. And Eric Kramer, unbelievably, wow. Eric Kramer is fifth. Wow. Congratulations, Code Cracker. Email your info to scott at fftoolbox.com. You want a prize package. I think these guys enjoy the giveaways. It's kind of fun. All right. Next week, we're by the way, we're just going to give, we're going to do a BFD giveaway. So get ready for that. If you guys want to come back nine o'clock uh, Friday night, we're going to do a BFD giveaway. Number eight, eight, uh, eight draft picks are coming up. Here we go. The eight picks for the Dynasty Football World Championship. Drum roll, please. Alex Mills, Chris Hobat, Eric. Schneiderit, James McGow, Joe Marchman, Josh Smith, Michael Sanchez, Rick Seidnor, Steve Targonsky, and William Sands. Those are your apics. I know Michael Sanchez, Remedial Geeks. Shout yeah. out. There you go. A lot of uh, a lot of names they start to creep in here. I, I recognize these names as well now from the board and being on the board and. Of course, the FF Toolbox brings a new crowd as well. And then Dynasty League Football, they bring their crowd. So it's going to be interesting to see this clash, Jules, between Dynasty players and the redraft high-stakes pros. It's going to be real interesting to see how that um, how that shakes out. I hope out the redrafters stuff. really do their research. I mean, there's there, there's an art to the startup draft. You know what? You, know what? Uh, you can get buried in your first draft if you're not absolutely. you don't think it through. Absolutely. That's the whole reason we partner with Dynasty League Football Tools because I wanted to give the redrafters, the high stakes guys and gals, an opportunity to really sink in. I didn't want dead money showing up at the table. I said, look, here's a website chock full of information. They're going to do exclusive articles for you guys every couple of days. And we've been posting them on our site. We've been posting them over there. We post them in the message board. I want them to read up and listen to these shows, listen to shows like yours and and, uh, Michael Bronte's and, and just start to dig in. To this, uh, to this world of Dynasty. By the way, if you are playing in the Dynasty Football World Championship, you love the podcast, and you have not yet sent me your info, you want the podcast of Michael Bronte's Dynasty soundtrack, you got to send me the email. We'll get you fired up. Di- uh, Michael will get you signed up for the podcast, possibly as early as Tuesday, next Tuesday night. Uh, we've got a list coming over to him, a big data dump tomorrow. So uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll be working hard to get you guys access for Tuesday, if possible, at all possible. Uh, Michael, okay. kick Jules down a little free trial. Is he still in the chat room? Come That's on, right. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, though. <laughs> hey, Jules, right. I'll tell him if he just gives me a little trial. You know, hey, my Jules, saying, folks, if it's free, it's for me. That's right. I like it. Jules McLean from Fantasy Freaking Football, number 44th player in the world. Who is your sleeper wide receiver? You gave us uh, Doug Martin last year as the sleeper running back. This year you gave us um, Jonathan Franklin as possible sleeper running back. Still early. You reserve the right to change that. Totally agree with that. Who's the sleeper wide receiver? Are you going to go to a rookie or are you going to go somebody maybe in a year two, year three breakout? Well, I don't know if he's such a sleeper. I think maybe this guy's more of a value pick, but – I like Kendall Wright in Tennessee. Ooh. In PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. If you're not in a PPR league, you know, you might want to stay clear of Kendall Wright. 
Get up with the times. Who doesn't play PPR anymore? Get up with the times. Oh, my God. So a lot of our listeners do not play PPR, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Oh, you got to wring their necks, Jules. Well, you, you know, gotta... a lot of them want to, but it's their commissioners are stuck in the mud. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I'm just going to stop putting out non-PPR information. Go to another site. <laughs> go to I another can't site. do that. Too many of our folks are non-PPR. <laughs> They're dragging you down in the mud, Jules. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, 64 receptions for Kendall Wright. That's not a bad number at all. 64 receptions. In his rookie uh, year. Yeah, with for a quarterback rookie. turbulence. Yeah, he played at Baylor, right, with RG3. Isn't he that kid that was, like, always catching those balls right at the line of scrimmage and then just taking off? He's got a good yak, I'll tell you that much. That's why I like him. He'll go over the middle and then, boom, gone. Because they always say, like, stretch the field, stretch the field. Now, he's more like he'll take that. He's not afraid to go over in the middle and then go, unlike somebody like Deshaun Jackson, who does not like the middle. No. that right? I was saying that from day one, but people wouldn't believe me and Garrett. Yeah. We talk about it at length. Because, you know, we're on the West Coast, so we watch a lot of, well, it was Pac-10 then. I don't know what the heck it is. I'm going to still call it Pac-10 no matter what it is. It is Pac. <laughs> it's a Pac. Uh, Dynasty Football World Championship, we're going to get the six picks real quick. Here we go. Six picks. Get your pens out. Ben DeWitt, Brian Moss, Danny Mueller, the team of Danny Mueller and Jeremy Roach, uh, James Burrell, Jeff Keen, Juan Ovale, Mark Salinas, Phil Alt, Tim Stafford, and William Folger. That's your six picks. We're moving right along. Kim, uh, Jules, I want to really ask you, look, you've uh, you've given us Jonathan Franklin, you've given us Kendall Wright, we've been having a lot of fun on the show, we talked about Jimmy Graham, what we saw on him back in the day, we talked about Jordan Cameron, but this is the Dynasty Football World Championship, and give some advice for those Dynasty players that are new to Dynasty, you've got a lot of them in the chat room, Rich McClellan, he signed up and he's going to be playing Dynasty for the first time, he's been soaking in trying to get to Dynasty, what's the... What's going to be the biggest hurdle for these guys to understand? Is it the trade offers? Is it the art of the trade? What What is it exactly? Okay, I, I don't know what if I am a subscriber to Dynasty League um, football, but I, I haven't really been on the site too much this year. Cause mm -hmm. y you hit on something very interesting, um, the trade offers. And there's going yeah. to be – now, in, in your startup league, um, people can trade draft picks, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, big part. And in subsequent years, there's going to be a lot of trading of the rookie slash free agent um, supplemental draft. Right. You really need to figure out a value system for these draft picks. I'm not sure if somebody's done an article on um, Dynasty League football. Maybe they can. I was just reading today um, Matt Waldman's, uh, I think it's called Rookie, Rookie Scouting yeah. Portfolio. Have you, do you guys yeah, read that? Love it. Love I think it. it's yeah. terrific. But at yeah. the end, he has a little value system for like 8, 10, 12, 14 team leagues. And I'm like, this is this is what people need to know. So if somebody's coming at you, I'll give you the – 1.8 and the 3.3 for your 1.2. Guess what, folks? The math doesn't add up. It's not a good trade for you. I mean, if you can't figure that out on your own, because that you know, it could be close, not not really, but probably a poor example. But you really know the value of your draft picks, because then you're not going to be two years from now going, oh man, I got boned. Because you don't like that. That's why people leave because they get taken. 
be for various reasons, but I know a lot of people just leave the dynasty scene because they get taken in trades. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. And Mike, Mike and I are in several dynasty leagues, and we we watch this and we bounce ideas off each other all the time when we get trade offers. Just because it's it's uh, you see so many people trying to just throw things out there to kind of to kind of grab you and see what they can get. And, and you know they're fishing; they're just throwing them out there and see if they can get a bite. Right. And well, and that's what you're supposed to do. But then you got to go back and forth. You know what I mean? Like no fault to the person that's that's lowballing you, but then it's the other owner that needs to come back, and and then you. You know, you get the dialogue going. And by the way, don't just hit, you know, don't cross somebody off because they're lowballing you on the first offer. You know, no one's going to offer you the moon on the first offer. I mean, I actually, sometimes that, that happened. Somebody wanted Ben Tate from me last year. I'm not going to name names. And they were going to give me their 1.8 pick. I said, okay, I took it. And I, I drafted Andrew Luck. Who has more yeah. value, Ben Tate or Andrew Luck? Yeah, no, no brainer. They, yeah. So, but that's rare when somebody offers somebody like that initially. And here's Lots the other of- thing about dynasty. I, just for people that I knew, don't get stuck on names. People really get stuck on names, especially if they're like a veteran. I'm like, oh my god, this guy can really help me in the fourth right. round. Instead of taking somebody like maybe. I'm not saying that you take this guy this high, but maybe like a Reuben Randall or a Michael Floyd. I mean, you don't want to take him that high maybe, but right, like, right. don't get stuck. You're you're building a dynasty. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Jules. I mean, I am the worst at being stuck on names and uh, not building my team. I mean, I'm the worst dynasty player in the world. Can I be in your <laughs> league? <laughs> <laughs> you want to play in our league, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's just it, it, it's incredible how bad I get. But you know, I'm starting to. I, I've got in one league that I'm, I'm really rebuilding and uh, having some fun rebuilding that team. So you know, the future. Mike, you know what you need? You need like an auto. You need like a programmed feature that you can shut off your access to trades between the hours of midnight and six a.m. That way. You know, any night that you look at you, you go in and you sit down at your computer and you're looking at the computer and you, you know, it's 2 a.m. and you try to look at your trades, there's no way you can accept it. It'll, you'll hit accept and it'll be like, nope, not going to let you, Mike. <laughs> go, go to bed, Mike. You know, you try, you keep clicking and it just keeps giving you messages. Don't it's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do yeah, it. You would, be, you would be well served for that, my friend. Uh, this is the Red vs. Blue Show. I'm Scott Atkins, co-host Michael Trent. This is Jules McClain as a special guest. And we are talking about the Dynasty Football World Championship. We're going to go ahead and unleash the five picks now. Number five alive. One of my favorite movies of all time, Short Circuit, back when I was a kid. It's not as fun now when you watch it, but it was good when I was a kid. Number five. You ready? Here we go. Andrew Wheel. Danny Mueller again. Dominic LaFerriere. Winner on tonight's show. Heath Duncan and Danny Mueller. Joe Urban. Luke Brubaker, Michael Bronte, there he is, Paul Maley, Ronald Stevenson, and the star of last week's show, Vincent Farah. There's a five pick. Lots of names I recognize in the five picks. Jimmy. Jules, uh, you brought up something about Dynasty and redrafters trying to uh, understand what to do. I gave him a golden rule. The last couple of weeks we talked about it. I said, if it's your first year, I forbid you from trading away your first-round rookie pick because everybody's going to want it. 
Everybody and their mother is going to want your first-round rookie pick, and I don't care. It's just a nice general rule of thumb if you're a rookie and it's a dynasty to, to not trade it because you will regret it. Listen, I wouldn't either. I'll tell you, I think I'm a very good player. Um, I don't know if I'm a very good dynasty player, but I think I'm, I'm, you know, I can hold my own in redraft leagues. And the very first dynasty league I played in, um, I, I, I finished, I think, probably 10 or 11, 12. I can't remember. But that's a pretty valuable rookie pick the next year. So, yeah, don't trade it away. You know, that's a top three rookie pick. Don't trade yeah. it away. You're not well, as clever as you think you are. I certainly right. wasn't. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to find a way to win now because you do end up while you're on the clock, you you start to talk to yourself and you start to say things like, I gotta win now and you know what? Mm-hmm. If if I can just get one cash out of the way, I'll rebuild the next three years and then that's the start of the things you should really start saying to yourself and that really hurts you because something happens, key injuries happen and you don't win this year and then you're stuck. And that kid, yeah. that three pick that you traded away ends up being your Doug Martin. Or your AJ Green, or your Julio, or your RG three that you know will carry you. Yeah, no. You got to be very careful. And 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 you brought up one thing, Jules, that you also said, uh, know what your values of are your picks. And there's all kinds of stuff. And and I saw uh, Jason just posted something in the chat room for everybody. That's great. The pick, the rookie trade value chart. Here's what I do. If you go on the web and if you go to Dynasty League Football, you'll find an ADP of your dynasty. Go ahead and print that sucker out. And have it there to draft at all times. So when somebody says, I'll give you the 1-1 one, one, and the 1-12 and the 212 for the this and the that, you can go and look and put names to numbers. Put a name to the number. It's the easiest thing. Just keep it to your side and say, okay, basically what he's saying is he would give me Doug Martin and Randall Cobb if I give him Brandon Marshall and, uh, okay. It's the easiest thing in the world for me to do is just have the names there. Have, print out an ADP right beside you, and you're going to be fine. That's all you really need. That's a good point, because even if you're not on, say, a Brandon Marshall or something, you know, look at the players around him and say, okay, well, that caliber of player. Exactly, exactly, the tier, yeah, that tier. Um, that's uh, that's key. Uh, okay, let's do the number four. So we've got four more to go here. Uh, the four picks in the uh, the draft. Uh, what, do you, what is the four pick now? If we pull up a, if we pull up a Dynasty ADP, we go to DynastyLeagueFootball.com. We're going to go there right now. We're going to go to ADP. Here we go. The top four picks overall, Calvin Johnson, one, Trent Richardson, two, Doug Martin, three, A.J. Green, four. You're getting a pretty nice piece here if you can get a four pick. A.J. Green, Doug Martin, Trent Richardson, or Calvin Johnson. You've basically guaranteed yourself one of those four guys if you like them. If you like them, there you go. I think someone's going to be disappointed with one of those names, but I won't say which. Ooh, you're going to have to stay on after the show. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't. I wouldn't be disappointed with any of those names at all, except for maybe the injury risk with Trent Richardson. But I would be willing to take it. I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I throw a Julio Jones up there and a Des Bryant, not that high because of the head case issues. But uh, I like C.J. Spiller. Those are some names. But those are that's a really good top four this year. Matter of fact, you could give me four. Any of the top four, I feel like are all the same. One through four, I feel pretty good. So here we go. Top four. Here we go. Brian Harwood, Dan Kunza, David Rutley, Ian Finnamore, Jim Perrone, four sport, Kevin Meitsky, Nicholas Pappas, Robert DeKnipp, 
Sean O'Donnell, and Vincent Brunetti. Those are your four picks. Four picks. We're down to the top three uh, picks overall in the Dynasty Football World Championship. This is fun. It's getting exciting. Jules, rookies. Uh, it is a big part, and uh, every year, just like you named jo- uh, Doug Martin, what's, uh, what's your take on the rookie situation? If you have the 1-1 pick and somebody is saying, hey, I'll give you the 1-1 pick, and I'll give you a Josh Gordon. Uh, and all you need to do is give me your Demarius Thomas. What would you do? You're getting the one-one and a and a, and a flyer upside wide receiver for a stable, steady, young stud buck and Demarius Thomas. What would you do? Well, I don't. Oh, I'm keeping my one-one. Is that what? Is that my? What's the trade? I want my one-one. I don't want okay. Demarius Thomas. It was one-one and Gordon for Demarius no. Thomas. No, I keep them. You gotta bring it if you want my one one. So who is your one one this year? Who's your top? Oh, it's pretty odd. It's Eddie Lacy. I don't know who else it would be. Yeah. Yeah. You think this guy is gonna be a starter, uh, twenty carry kind of guy in the NFL? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the only problem, his only problem is is injury, but you know, you, you gotta throw darts. You're yeah. not going to get around. I was very high on Ryan Matthews and, and took him in a couple dynasties, and we know how that worked out. Mike, I'm going to ask you, buddy, uh, before I ask Jules, if you have the 1-1 rookie pick, would you rather he end up in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform? Or if you have the 1-1, would you rather see him go to somebody like, say, uh, somebody like a St. Louis Rams? Pittsburgh or St. Louis? Where would you rather see him end up? Uh, I, would, I would rather see him in Pittsburgh. I mean, they, you know, that's uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, St. Louis, they've got uh, they got they're more or less uh, predicated. Their whole offensive system is uh, predicated by the pass. Uh, I would I would rather be on Pittsburgh, no doubt. What about you, Jules? Oh, I completely disagree. I want him on Jeff Fisher's team <laughs> and playing indoors. Go mm-hmm. get. Get going, Eddie Lacy. Even though you're not a fast, you know, little guy, but yeah. Yeah, Stephen Jackson was obviously, obviously a powerhouse for that team for years. So look at what what, what Chris Johnson did under Jeff Fisher. Ooh, good point. Eddie Eddie Lacy can catch the ball. White Raiders in the chat room says I would take Demarius Thomas all day in that trade. Very interesting. Garrett's a very smart uh, dynasty player. It's very interesting to get another counter opinion there. Jules, uh, do you have any trivia for these guys? Because there's still 24, 25 of them in the chat room here. What, you got any trivia to throw their way? Well, I just know movie trivia. So I don't know if they what y'all want to do movie trivia, but absolutely. What kind of movie trivia? Well, you know, I I, I was with. My boss, Quentin, the other day, and he dropped a little nugget on me that I didn't know about. So get your Google search engines ready. Um, Jack Nicholson won an Oscar for his role in Terms of Endearment, which was written and directed by James Brooks. But who did James Brooks originally write that role for? Jack Nicholson wasn't his first choice. Whoa, that's going to take a while. I will tell you the answers as they come. Well, are you in the chat room, Jules? I am in the chat room. I, I was, Let me walk over to it. Sometimes I, if, I, if I'm on it, I get distracted, and then I don't make 
make any sense, but I probably Brothers don't make any Duval. sense anyway. Jason Duvall just answered Mel Brooks. No, no, no. It's an actor. I, 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 Mel Brooks, yes, he's acted, but no, he's more. Um, Jason, I owe you something, too. Jason won one of our Draft Street weekly um, contests last year, and I remember I owe him something. Coach Tom Cruise, no, nope, too young. Tom Cruise. Nope. That's going to be a tough one. They're going to have to figure out how to Google that one. That's, there's an art in Googling, you know. I mean, you can. There is not an art in Googling. You just type it in and it's Well, how much up. time do we have left in the show? We've got plenty of time. Here we go. We're going we're gonna to read the three picks while these guys answer those uh, questions, trivia questions. Number three, three picks overall, Brent Edson, Carl Stilitano. That's money under Mount Vernon there. Dave Osrani, Jared Foote, Kyle Knapp or Knapp, Mark Roberts. Paul Batts, Ryan O'Rourke, Todd Ullman, and Travis Dunlap. Look at old River Dog. If you haven't heard, yeah, that is River Dog, absolutely. If you haven't heard your name, you have a top two pick coming up. Pretty cool. What what kind of answers do we have in the chat room now, Jules? John Lithgow, Mel Gibson. Nope. I mean, it shouldn't be easy, right? It can't be easy. It's um, terms of endearment. You're at, you're looking for uh, James Brooks, who he wrote the role for originally. And even though Jack Nicholson ended up starring in the role, who did he write the role for originally? Is that what you're asking? That's what I'm asking. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Brothers Mayhem. We are the worst Google cheaters ever. <laughs> I'll give a hint in about five minutes. Maybe I'll give a hint if they haven't given it. Robert Duvall, that's a good guess, but that's not it. Codecracker says, smack Mike about Googling. There is definitely a skill in Googling, Mike. As a matter of fact, we do this all the time. It's like go, and we try to see who can do it the fastest because, you know, there's a skill in in figuring out how to ask the question and how to search for it. Because you can sit there all day and not get it. There's actually a professional service out there that will Google things for you for a fee. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a good idea, right? All right. Uh, Alec Baldwin was just <laughs> No, no, no. No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. No, Jules, no, no, no. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for an answer to this question. I want to bring up this uh, this crazy NFL. They They do it to us again. They throw another twist. One year it was Wednesday. They said, hey, we're going to kick the season off on a Wednesday. And we're like, really? <laughs> now this year they put another twist that doesn't really mean a lot to most average NFL fans. And most average fantasy fans aren't even talking about it and don't even know about it. But the, the diehards do. And the NFL announced that week 12 there will be bye weeks in the NFL on some significant teams as well. Cincinnati, Seattle, Philadelphia, and somebody else. Buffalo. Big, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. So you're talking about guys like C.J. Spiller and A.J. Green and LaShawn Wilson. Russell Wilson, your boy. Marshawn Marsha, Lynch, yeah, Russell Wilson. All these guys will be on by when it comes time for you to make your money. To me, that means that's almost like drafting Darren McFadden because he's the guy that gets you there, but then he's never there when you need him in the, in the money round. It's, it's very difficult to throw oh. that kind of a twist to things. What is your take on this? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, listen, I don't want players 
especially my studs, on a bye week in week 12 if, if we're doing playoffs. If it's the regular season, then okay, no big deal. Well, I mean, I mean if I have a preference, you know, you want a level playing field. Yeah. Well, Isn't that what we're all trying to get, a level playing field? So what do you do, though, if that's, if that's the rules going in? Obviously, you're saying you're advocating a change, but if the change wasn't there, what do you do with a guy like C.J. Spiller? What do you do? You, you were going to take him five, but now where do you take him? You still take him five. I don't pay attention to bye weeks. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to get so my panties out of a little bunch in that, but I don't like it. Yeah. Well, do you, you know, like it? I mean, the way I, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, the way I look at it is, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a level, a level playing field to begin with. I mean, we're, you know, you know what you got. You know what you got to uh, go against. Uh, you know, if you have uh, Buffalo, Sissy, Philly, Seattle, uh, any of those guys in week 12, then so be it. If you want to draft them, then so be it. The other, guy, the other guys or gals, they have the exact opportunity to do the same thing. So just yeah. go with it. Well, look, I, I'm a, I've been a longtime player in the FFPC for all the for the entire five years, and I will be again, obviously, if they if they feel like it's um, not too much of a big deal for them. But look, I uh, I couldn't uh, I, I would be posting about it if I could. I, I think it's a it's a no brainer. You change it. You go to a uh, you go to a system because I, it's it's no big deal now. But here's the bottom line, and I'm just going to use my open mic that I have because this is what I do, and I've always done it. I've always this is the show. This is Red versus Blue. I talk about NFFC, FFPC. I talk about them all. I'm not, I don't care. You've got you've got half of you've got four teams in your playoffs, right? And and there's a there's a there's a definite question that is asked of all those teams. You either have people on bye weeks or you don't, right? It's either a yes or no question. For those guys that don't have bye weeks, so now you've got this 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 group of players here. These guys that have bye weeks. They're either going to win or they're going to lose. There's a certain population of them that are going to lose that bye week. And those players, when that happens, it's going to be a very negative experience for them. And that's what you try to – it's not the loss that's going to upset them, right? I mean, the loss is going to upset them. But what's going to be at the root of it is it was my best player that I had out on bye that this could have been prevented. I had the best team all year, and it comes time to the money week, and I can't use it. He got me here. I'm going to be asked to do something a little bit more than everybody else, and it's find a replacement capable of being able to fill those shoes when everybody else is at full strength. It's, and it's the NFL's fault. It's not anybody else, but it's the NFL's fault for doing it. That's why I think you have to adjust. That's why we don't play Week 17 games, because in Week 17, they sit. Otherwise, we would just play Week 17 games all the time and play it the entire season. That's the whole reason we don't do that. So I would make a change. If I would, I would do it, and I would just get it out of the way and rip the Band-Aid and be done. But, uh, you know, I think it's just... hard, though, in the case of maybe the FFPC to to change your rules right now when you've already taken deposit money and they're and they've announced here's our 2013 rules. I'm not so sure that you can change the rules right now. I think you can listen and say, you know, we're going to strongly consider it for next year. I'm not 100 percent sure it's the best idea to change them right now. Yeah. Even though I'd like it changed, yeah. but I'm not from a business aspect. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you could, you could, uh, you could, you could send them an email and say, "Hey, uh, we will refund your money, or and we're going to change the rules, or if you want us to keep your money, you are accepting, you are accepting the uh, the new rule as is. We're doing it for you. Just be done with it. And just go through the three hundred or four hundred teams, whatever you got, and just do it. I just get it out of the way. I, I just think it's the right move. But anyway, that's just me. I, uh, I, uh, 
I don't know. I think it's a very difficult situation to have your money week. And look, we play to win these leagues. That's what you do. You play to win the league. You got to you got to win your league. Number two picks. Here we go. Two picks. Here we go. Aaron Waxwheeler, Cheryl Eldred, Chris Hovac, Christopher Hart, Greg Dietzler, Jason Duvall, both of the Aaron. Jeremy Roach, Joe Marchman, Robert Staff, and Stephen Atkinson. Those are your two picks in the Dynasty Football World Championship. And so I guess the drama is gone. We can go ahead and read the ones. Because if you haven't heard your name, maybe you were uh, – you exited stage left at the wrong time. Maybe you missed it. But here we go. Number one picks, Andrew Miller, Craig Campbell, Don Thompson, Eric Vaughn, Justin Davis, Kyle Knapp, Michael Brown, Norman Cruz, Steve, uh, Stuart Gordon, and Kyle Stein. Uh, so there you go. That's the uh, the first batch of the Dynasty Football World Championship draft slot, so you guys can get ready and get started to uh, prepare for your draft slot. Jules, uh, thank you so much for being on Red vs. Blue. It's so much fun having you. I can't wait to see you again. If you look on the if you look on the show, I found a picture that we took uh, over at the FFPC. I don't know, was that last year? I think it was last year. I think it was last year. I did see that. I'm like, oh, look what Scott pulled out. Yeah. With Tommy Yates? Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was fun. It was uh, it was a lot of fun to see you, and uh, obviously we look forward to doing that. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you ever going to make it out to the Kentucky, the Midwest Regional, the week before? Would that be too long of a trip and too hard to pull off for you? No, nah, i got property back in Tennessee, so it's not, a, it's, not, it's not a long trip. The problem with it is that my local league um, drafts that weekend, and it's the, the league – the Jizz Master League, how you like that name. That's the very first league that I ever was in. The guys, you know, got me hooked on fantasy football, and I, I just love that league. So for me to to fly out, I, just, I would probably have to miss that miss that, that league, and I, I won't miss that league. you got to stay loyal to your own league, don't you, Jules? You, you do, especially when it's your first one, and you it's do. a great group of guys. Yeah. And women. One of the guys' moms play, and she's won it something like three or four times. She she's incredible. She kicks my butt. Her. You know her mama, mama kicks Good my for butt. Her. Absolutely. I keep getting her to try to step up into the high stakes leagues every year. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. She hasn't done it. She would kick butt <laughs> there too, and her son Zach would too. Ha! <laughs> well, go to fantasy freaking football. Get your monster picks of the week and the milk carton award. Ian always talks about the milk carton award. He always tells me, we got to get the milk carton award up on toolbox this year. we got to get the milk carton award. Talk to her about the milk I'm like, well, we'll talk to her about the milk carton. I like the milk carton. Milk carton is one of my funnest things to do. I know. It is. It's fun. It's creative. I I love it. I love it. If seen, please email Fantasy Freaking Football. <laughs> <laughs> Jules McClain, 44th player in the world. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's so much fun, Mike. She's awesome. She's yep. awesome. I, I love the podcast. I love it. Mike, hey, I appreciate it. You hung in there, buddy. You sat in there for overtime on Red vs. Blue. And, well, we're out, man. We've got the World Championship starting up. We've got sign-ups going on. We're getting we're having the team sign up for six teams and five teams and four teams. That's the record right now, six teams. We've got a six yep. and a lot, five. Lots of good things going on, man. Let's just keep it rocking, man. Got to do it, man, 408 teams. All right, Mikey, we will see you next week. And uh, everybody else, thank you for being in the chat room. We've got some trivia. If you if you did win a prize, uh, did it? Wait a minute, Jules. Wait a minute. She left. You're gonna have to give it in the. You're gonna have to give it in the chat room. The answer. I guess nobody nobody took the answer. Jules. Hey, God bless America. Absolutely.
absolutely, man. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. It's been a great week. And uh, look, go to fftoolbox.com. You can check out all the action on the football fantasy football world championship. We appreciate your support, and we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep rocking. Here we go. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.